Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Again, it's an honor to come across your radios and your airwaves and be part of your day. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for being with Stephanie and I. Stephanie's with me as always. Stephanie, man, it's a Thursday. And what do Thursdays look like in the Wesco home? Wow, that that Thursdays are a lot more flexible. Yeah. Um, they're not quite as quite as uh what's the word I'm looking for? Set in stone. Um, but obviously the kids are in school. Um, and so that keeps, keeps them busy and life can be a bunch of different things. You know, I mean, it's yeah. And I, doctor I, appointments or yeah running to get groceries or going to the post office or, you know, a gazillion things like that. So, well, and I, I think I sent you something the other day, but I think our listeners need to know this. I was in Starbucks a couple days ago and, yes, uh, you did, and I am planning to bring bring those to you. So, yeah. well, they're gonna they have them at Starbucks now. I haven't been back, but so the cream cheese, the pumpkin cream cheese muffins. Now, Stephanie has a copycat recipe that she's will be willing to share with you. I'm sure if you ask her, oh yes, totally. Spirits page. I'm sure she'll share that with you. But I I'm just telling you, these things are right with God. And folks, you can drive right down to your Starbucks right now while you're listening to us and get one. And I forgot about that. I even went there yesterday and did not get one. And I've been purposely, I want you to know, I was walking pitch black this morning, getting ready for these podcasts. I just got to get my walk in in the mornings and it's kind of freaky out there in the pitch black. You know, are, are there yep, sn- it is. snakes on the street? I mean, is somebody hidden behind a tree or something? It's just kind of weird walking out there when it's pitch black, but I only did the first half and pitch blackness. But uh, folks, you can get a muffin, a pumpkin muffin with cream cheese at your local Starbucks, or you can get a copycat recipe with Stephanie. I was going to say, and I do doctor the recipe, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything because anybody can doctor a recipe. Yeah, but they're good. But I personally think mine are better. I stick a whole lot more cream cheese filling in mine than the recipe calls for. So Stephanie's muffin is probably 50% cream cheese i mean stuffing. it is technically it's technically the calorie count is very much higher than man i'm gonna t- i'm just gonna tell you something they're very good and and she has to hide some for me i mean one time she was bringing uh-huh. some to me at camp and the kids ate them all i'm just being yeah, up I, think, then I, I think i barely saved you and debbie one i think the kids ate like the rest of them okay the so i so i did get one that's how good and I'm not, <laughs> but hey, you were supposed to get a whole container <laughs> i am not i am not picking on the kids I, i'm at one with the kids i get along fine with them but they're eaters oh just yeah like me. you're not picking on them they deserve to be picked on a little bit i mean yeah like emmy <laughs> i can't remember the last time i've had a taco uncle Doug. 
yeah. And mommy said she was going <laughs> to fix my bedroom and give me my bunk bed. When I was three, she said, when you turn six, when I was four, she, so I want you to know, I want to report to everybody right now uh, that Stephanie has delivered on her promise that Emmy's in her own bunk bed now. Emmy has had Chinese and tacos since that point. Things are going good for Emmy. Don't, don't worry about Emmy being malnourished. That kid eats more than most adults. So anyway, so here we are. Uh, and so we, we pick some words and, uh, uh, he does too. That is not a joke. Oh, she said there was a time where she would call me. You need to ever call me once in a while. I miss talking to her now, but there was yeah, a time well, where Emmy would call me once in a while and she would always eat an apple. She'd go, uncle Doug, Emmy. And she would go, she'd take a bite of that apple and chew. And I'd say, what's going on? She'd go, I don't know. And she'd chew the apple. Did you hear what Joseph did? I'd say, no. Tell me. And, and she just tells you every secret you want to know. And I don't really want to know him. I just laugh. So I, I just laugh. I just think it's funny. So anyway. And so we, I sit off in the corner and listen and die laughing over both of you guys. Yeah, we have some. Uh, and then we do ballet together sometimes by phone. Uh-huh. But, Should I post that video on Help for Food? <laughs> no, I think we stay away from my ballet training for Emmy. I don't, have to, I don't think we have to worry about Emmy going to the Olympic Games as a ballerina. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I didn't have enough time to train her, you know. <laughs> I would watch something on YouTube and then try to recreate the move. And I just, as bad as my music is, so is my, so is my ballet. I just want to share that with you. Uh, so anyway, we chose a, a line here. And sometimes you got to laugh, you know, uh, laughter's good like a medicine. But this is what I'm thinking here. A word fitly spoken, Stephanie brought up to my attention to use today. And I like this because that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to use a word fitly spoken. So and, and we call that in 2022, uh, we came up with the, the concept of speaking grace. And it says over in Colossians 4, 6, it says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know ye ought to answer every man. And uh, I, I think the significant thing about that verse we just read is it's saying, let your speech always, uh, not how bad you feel and not how good you feel and not that you've been let down. I mean, this is kind of hard, right, Stephanie, to speak grace all the time. Isn't this kind of hard? I mean, what are you thinking of this whole thing? It's impossible to do without the spirit of God. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't think it's, I think it literally is impossible. You know, it's easy because when this, when, when this applies is, you know, when you're dealing with a person that's a knucklehead yeah. and they seem to get a thrill out of saying cruel things to you and everything in you wants to just slap them. I saw a meme the other day that said, I love Jesus, but I want to slap people too. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's the truth. It's just kind of like, it is. Lord, can you please not look at this moment because this person needs a spanking. You know, you're just like, they just need a little slap to say, you just need to stop that right now. And well, we can't do that. That's not right. That's not being right with God to return evil for evil or to return cruel words with cruel words. And so when I, when I think of that verse, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, the idea of salt in scripture is so beautiful because it's the idea of being purified, of being clean, of being preserved. Yeah. And the same way we're told to be the salt of the earth, our words are to be words of, of, they're supposed to be pure words. They're supposed to be words 
of um, preservation for people, not words to tear them down. There is enough negative, and I'm not trying to say this from a just a humanistic perspective. I'm saying this in general. There is such a negative bent on everything, and that is not who our God is. Yes, God is just. God is all these things. But when I look at my Bible, God brings joy in the morning. God, he's a healer. And that's what salt is. Salt cleans a wound. Salt helps a situation get better. And is that what we are being? Are we helping the world be a better place by reflecting Jesus Christ, by sharing him? And guess what? You can say you're a Christian till you're blue in the face. But if your life is not salt, if you're living the lot life, you're doing absolutely nothing to make a difference. And what I see here when I look at this verse about um, being seasoned with salt, are my words, you know, is, is the law of kindness in my tongue? Is my is my tongue being used by God to help resolve a, a conflict or to help a relationship. Now, I'm not saying sometimes our tongue has to give the tough love. Sometimes we have to, but that's all still a part. If it's all being done um, through grace, that our speech is filled with grace, that means it's going to be under the control of the Spirit of God. So that even when we're having to say the tough things or having to say, I love you, but I cannot go along with this, or I love you, but this was sin, it's still seasoned with salt. It's still being said with grace. It's not being said as a Pharisee or as a, I'm better than you. Why don't you get your act together? Because I've been talked to that way and it leaves you crushed and it can even lead someone to suicide. So the power of our words is incredible. And, and this, is, this is something that we can laugh about, but it is very serious because you're, you can literally hold the power of life and death in your tongue. Yeah, and and I think, I think we're a different level. Who has saved us in Second Timothy one nine, and called us with a holy calling? That's a different level, not according to our works. That's a different level, not not what we can do, but according to His purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. You have everything you need, brethren, to speak grace. You have mm-hmm. everything you need to do what you need to do. You know, so I guess my point to you is this. Uh, you have a choice. Every time you say a word, I think I put something on Facebook the other night that be careful with your words because yeah. you they can be forgiven, but they can't be forgotten. Uh, or something, And I know that we can get beyond that. I, I know someone probably wrote out there, well, if we just forgave like God, there'd be no problem. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I agree with that, but I'm here to tell you, be careful, folks. Be careful with your words. Speak grace. That's what this is all about. Speaking grace, trusting God, stepping out with him, and uh, and knowing that it's not through good works. It's through what God gives us. It's God. It's not us. It's never been us. It never will be us. Hey, we're going to pop over here real quick and let the stations do what they got to do. We'll be right back. So we're right back now. If you hear that sound, it kind of comes on and goes off and comes on and goes off. That puts a place where uh, a station 
or a service can go ahead and cut it right in the middle of that music going up and down. That's why I do that. So if you happen to be listening to this through a podcast mode, not a radio mode, I wanted to explain that. Someone asked me, why does the music come on and off, on and off? It's because we're put in such a place where it can be used at radio stations. I think we're at 17 or 20 now. Uh, we'd love to have a thousand, but uh, it's just great that any of you would even listen to us. And Stephanie, here we are at these verses and in the words that we just talked about, a word fitly spoken. And we're in the 25th proverb or in verse number 11. And I'm going to read these first two first. It says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pitchers of silver as an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold. So is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. And uh, boy, I like that. You know, Mm. it's talking about that. It's being, it's like an apple of gold. It's like gold. And, uh, yeah. and, and then that obedient air, it just, it brings us to a different place. So we got a, uh, this beautiful silver platter and served up as this gold apple. If you can picture the shiny stainless steel, silver, great silver, uh, all shined up, all beautiful. And right in the middle of that is this golden apple made of solid gold. And, uh, and it goes on to say, uh, you know, th- that there's this wise, uh, so as an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, so is that wise reprover, somebody who does, does what Stephanie said to do a minute ago. We don't blast people. We, in a graceful way, reprove somebody and say, Hey, you know what? You're messing up a little bit. And this is how I see that. What do you think? Aren't you seeing that? And, and then in the Bible says upon an obedient ear, it's like an earring of gold. Wow. That's pretty cool. Earrings of gold mm-hmm. were pretty pretty tough to have back in that day. Now, Stephanie has some earrings of gold these days and uh, do. so, so does Debbie and so does a lot of folks, but <laughs> back in the day, that was hard. What are you thinking about yeah. those verses, Stephanie? Well, it's the beauty of a, of a real relationship. Yeah. I think what's important here is to remember that before this kind of relationship can be there, there has to be a, a true friendship. There has to be a trust principle. And if you're the person that is going around breaking people's trust and treating them like dirt, but then you do happen to speak truth to them one time and they reject it, don't blame that on the person. Yeah. You know, this kind of relationship is based on trust and it's based on friendship. And, you know, there's been times that you've challenged me in ways that I needed to be challenged and I needed to think through something. And I appreciate that because I am human. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to go through life having that done to me once in a while, but I knew I could trust you. And I knew, I knew you did love me and care about me. And that's, that's the whole basis here is, um, is that, there has to be that relationship foundation where there's not been a ton of provoking to wrath. I shouldn't say a ton. There hasn't been provoking to wrath. You know, you can have a parent, <coughs> excuse me, you can have a parent who acts like they know the word of God and they cram it down their child's throat in such an awful way. But then they t- say the child's a rebel when that child doesn't become a robot of them. Well, guess what? That's you provoked that child to wrath. So stop treating that child like the jerk because you've been a jerk all these years because your seat, your, your speech has not been filled with grace. 
it hasn't been seasoned with salt. It's been seasoned with pride and arrogancy. And the, the, the outcomes are very different. And yes, there are scorners that will just reject all truth. I know some people like that, one guy in particular, where it doesn't matter what truth is given to them. They're going to scorn it. They're going to reject it. They are they are God to themselves. Yeah. But, you know, so you have all these different categories of people, but coming down to, am I, am I using my words? Am I saying them in the proper setting? Is God controlling my speech? It makes all the difference in the world. And you're looking at a situation where when the spirit of God is involved, you will speak life. Even if it's a reproof, you're speaking life. If, if the Spirit of God is not involved and when you give a reproof, the effect may be very different. And so, um, again, the idea of life and death being in the power of the tongue yeah, uh, and building relationships with people. Don't just be the one who's hounding them. Yeah, speak grace. And <laughs> we've all heard it. And, and Stephanie has edified me before, too. So I just want to share that with you. And uh, made actually our PTSD training better a couple times. And what are you doing? Sometimes her and Debbie team up sometimes, and I there's no chance at that point. <laughs> it's all over. Debbie and, and I, Debbie and I have to stay tight. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll come out of the woodshed and do what needs to be done. But, <laughs> but but look what it says here in thirteen as we continue on. It says, as the cold of snow in time of harvest, they must be picking potatoes or on the side of a mountain or something. So is a faithful messenger to them that send him for the refreshing that the soul, his masters. And so you get this idea, Stephanie, that they're out there on harvest time and they've got this snow that they can throw in water and have a real cool drink. And snow was like a slushy back then without the flavor and all the sugar, you know, and it's saying just like that, just like when you're out there at the, the last crop, you know, when I was a kid and Stephanie lives in that same kind of area climate that I lived in, in Connecticut, Sometimes if you grew potatoes, you know, and pumpkins, and you know what I'm talking about, the end of those root type of vegetables, uh, the end of those, you would go out and pick those sometimes in October, you know, mm-hmm. so and, yeah. and every once in a while there'd be some snow. And we as kids love snow. We'd mix snow with milk or cream and a little bit of sugar. And if we had some vanilla, we'd put a drop or two into it and we'd make this snowy drink that everybody in the world has done at least once if they live in a cold climate. Uh, and that's what it's talking about. It's saying, you know, when we, um, it, it's like, it's like cold snow. It's like a cold, wonderful drink in the time of harvest that this faithful messenger, that this faithful person, uh, goes out there and gives that speaks grace and gives that faithful, uh, gives that faithful message. It's what an example of what that is to an individual. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty refreshing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, and being the one that makes a difference um, <clears throat> by being a faithful, the idea of a faithful messenger um, is that idea that people are people need hope. They need that message of hope is how I'm looking at this. And are we that faithful messenger of hope? Are we being are we being someone who refreshes people or leaves them and feeling like they need help? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How how are you leaving people? Are you leaving them in a pile of rubbish when you're done with them? Yes. Right. I mean, how are we leaving people when we're done talking to them? Do we still love them? I mean, do they still love us? I mean, are we, uh, you know, how are we leaving people? We used to think about cause and effect all the time in the army. You know, we don't spend enough time talking about that in God's army. 
but there, you know, what's the cause? What's the effect going to be? God, and more better, God, how should I do this? Lord, I want to, I want the effect to be godly. I want to speak grace. I want to speak loving. I want to leave this room and know that God was in the room with us. I want to hang up this phone and know that God was on that phone with us. And we didn't hold anything that would help God uh, or glory and honor to God. God doesn't need our help, but that would help get the message to somebody. And the way we mm-hmm. speak, when we take away what you were saying in the beginning, the, the speaking grace, uh, there are so many people in this world that have the truth, Stephanie. You know them and I know them. They're, they're those non-emotional people that we talk about that kind of freak us out a little bit. They know the truth. They know exactly what the Bible says. They know the right things, but yet they can't say something nice if you paid them. We all know people like that. You know, yeah. and boy, I love Doug, but, you know, or boy, mm-hmm. I love Stephanie, but, well, no, there's no condition on my love. There's no condition on God's love. So I, I guess mm-hmm. what I'm getting at here is we got to be very careful when not the example of somebody who says, we're just speaking the truth. No, we're speaking the truth with grace. Mm-hmm. We're saying, you know, God put this on my heart and I, I do love your brother or sister or whatever the case may be. And let's talk about this. And I'll tell you this, for some reason, this is really hard for married people. You know, when, and, and I can tell you, you know, the honeymoon wears off about 20 years, 25 years. It starts slowing down a little bit and it's, it's, a, you got to work a little harder at speaking grace and stuff, you know? And, uh, those first 20 years are a lot of fun. I get that, but some of us have been married longer than that. And, uh, <laughs> You know, and, and it's, it's harder to, Stephanie's laughing at me. Yeah. It's, it's harder to speak. I'm laughing because I'm picturing conversations. Yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember one time we went to this class for marriage. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I will. And I, we're right up against the time, but I got to tell you guys anyway, went to this class where this guy has this talk. You need to talk to your wife. You need to talk to your husbands. You need to say what's on your mind. And I mean, I took a whole page of notes. I was just saved, you know, I remember we went home that night and I'm like, you know, so one day into this, 24 hours later, I put a fifth time. I said, baby, I really want to talk to you about this. I want you to know how it makes me feel. And I still remember Debbie turn around and looking at me and saying, shut up. <laughs> You're taking this way too literally. And I, and I was like, I feel like when you scoop my ice cream, you didn't do it with all your love, you know, stuff like that. And she's like, shut up. You did that? Oh, yeah, oh. man. I, I took it very seriously. I'm the person that, you know, she'll have to raise her hand and say, you know, some people can overdo this. I've always been the overdoer, you know, the rubber on, rubbing her on her shoulders, kissing her on her forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've always overdone. I'm the flower a week guy. I've just always been that guy. But anyway, we're right up against the time. <laughs> Speaking grace is great. You can take it too far. And, uh, uh, I still remember that. Listen, we love you folks. We'd be honored if, uh, we can do anything to help you look for us at helpful wounded spirits, Doug at woundedspirits.com. Love to talk to you about the ministry, things going on, where we're going in September, somehow, some way we're delivering the check on the retreat. We want to talk to you. Some of you guys made that possible. We want to talk to you guys about it. We're trying to figure out our, our lives are trying to figure out how we can even wake up tomorrow, but hang with us. We'll let you know. We're going to throw pictures out there when we do that. We love you folks. We want to help you make sure you get a hold of us. Have a great day. And hey, with that smile that only God can give, listen to every word Brother Eric's got to tell you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.